Listeners be advised, the Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Zadmums. It is episode 10 of November. I hope you got your um, drinks. I hope you got your smokes. I hope you got whatever the hell you use to get yourself lit. Unless you got an addiction, I need you to just go ahead and work through that. Drink some water or whatever. Eat some food, eat some snacks. We're not feeding into addictions today. We're not. But for those who are just, you know, out here indulging in their, you know, vices, let's go ahead and get lit today because the port has already came and I'm already gone. So... I'm happy to be here with you all. I am so excited because today we were talking about, um, in a sense, developing a quality queer dating competition show. Um, Does that mean it's going to be specific to the queer community? Maybe not. Who knows? Like, we might be discussing some aspects of Love is Blind, and I kind of want to bring that up because I think Love is Blind with, like, queer people would be amazing but i also feel like they need to like curate that in a proper way so i I, i'm ready to have that conversation whenever we get to that uh also if it's possible to have like the bachelorette or bachelor or uh somebody suggested bachelor x as the name for anybody who's like gender non-conforming i don't know i'm i'm intrigued to talk about these dating shows and how can we have like a healthy representation where it's not super like triggering to watch because look love is blind is tricking as fuck to me but again we'll talk about that later um with me to have this conversation i have the beloved adrian hello zaddy i have nicole and also i have my friend fortis how is everybody doing today doing good how are you? You know, lit. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can you. definitely tell that you got something going on because I feel like I am on the prices right right now. What <laughs> you are bringing? Game show Look, listen, listen. Not the price is right. The price for me is paying my bills. That's all that matters. Yes, yes. <laughs> or just taking care of these student loans because look, I still don't know who's paying those shits because I know it ain't me. How you doing, Biden? <laughs> Message to you directly. <laughs> you paying this shit because <clears throat> it ain't gonna be me, and that's on Confucius. 
But um, <laughs> fourteen. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. Are y'all ready to go ahead and um, dive into this conversation about um, queer dating competition shows and all these great things? I'm sorry. I'm pouring up another cup. <laughs> Don't judge me. But anyway, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Actually, um, Adrian, what the fuck are you eating over there? It looks like it's good. That better not be cereal. It was cereal. Bitches, that's cereal. cereal. I, I have a problem. That better not be cereal. It was cereal. Yeah. Bitch, why? Why? Oats goes hard no matter what kind of. Bitch, I know you did not say that's honey bunches to know. Is it because of the black woman on the commercials? <laughs> she makes me feel good. <laughs> she lied to us talking about this was delicious. I cannot believe. It is delicious. Is it really? Yes, you never had it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, um, mm-mm, mm-mm. All them it, different flavors and shit. Just it gives dry. And <laughs> since we talk about cereal, so I tried Golden Grams, right? I never thought a cereal can be burnt. I never thought that something <laughs> could be wet and like it was. It was not giving what it needed to give. I was like, oh, I love me some Teddy Grams. I love all these things. It's so delicious. No, no, that shit was. It was. It was ridiculous. I was hurt. I was like, how the fuck every bite feels like it was in the oven too long? Like, who eats this? It tastes like you and all What? What? Huh? Wait, what did you it say? It tastes like you all movie boxes. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's not the bee's knees. We need we need to go ahead and cancel Golden Grams. Like, we just need I thought to they did. I thought they did, to be honest. Cha, I need them to go back into the um, protest for that because it's, it didn't work. We need it gone. Like, I'm glad I didn't have to pay for it, um, but that's not, that's, it was, it was sweet burnt mess. That's what it was. It had a sugary flavor to it and it was all well done. Overdone, actually. <laughs> not well done, <laughs> i was not ready it 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 was given cardboard it was it was it was given all the things that's what you get (laughs) (laughs) okay honey bunches and oats listen honey bunches of oats did nothing to anybody Hey, bang, right. no, why are you hating? It's a solid cereal. It's a tasty snack. i give it a right. try. i give it a try because I can't really judge it if I haven't tried it. So that's you, fair. You're not going to be worse than... It's everything. Right. And it's not going to be worse than golden, than whatever you think yeah. you Yeah, I don't think anything is worse than milk or whatever. Look, I would rather have soggy um, frosted flakes than eating that again. That's gross. Exactly. That's Granted, I know there's some people out there who love them some soggy cereal. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Directly to you. <laughs> that was real. That was real direct. <laughs> I don't know how y'all do it. Y'all have a brave stomach. I love that for you all. I don't uh, I don't want to replicate that for myself. Uh, that fuck you was with love because I still have love for you, but I need you to uh, reevaluate your life choices. You, you 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 might be in an abusive relationship with cereal, and that's not okay. Yes, your your mouth and stomach deserve better. And I feel okay. 
I know I know I'm being judgy now. So who on this panel either eat soggy cereal? Let's let's go ahead and talk about it. I mean, what's your definition of soggy? I mean, I'm not a rich bitch. So if I started the cereal and it's got a five minute till soggy period and we on minute six, am I eating it? Of course. That's frosted flakes. Actually, that's um that is actually uh, fruity pebbles. They got they got a uh, time limit on theirs. Oh, I don't eat rice krispies. I tried them, but I, I hate having to add sugar. How did you how did you manage to condescend my like of rice krispie treats? Did you just hear that rejection? I did. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. I don't eat rice krispies. I <laughs> right. It was a, it was the way that he sounded so much better than you just now. Yeah. Like, uh, small, yeah. Just like, wow. I'm judging. I told you. I'm, I'm judging. We are so judging on cereal. So hold on. So what is your cereal, Mister? I don't like soggy shit. You don't eat cereal, then, huh? You eat not often. That's what you eat, doctor. <laughs> So first of all, I love me some Frosted Flakes. It has uh, it has a good seven minute window before it gets soggy, so you have to start quickly. So or to eat small ass bowls. Ew. Who the fuck are you, Nicole? I well, she ate your ass up. <laughs> we are not eating small bowls of Frosted Flakes. The fuck? <laughs> fuck it, like for real. You know that it's one cup for us per serving. No, I'm getting Nobody two. Nobody ever does that. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, Frosted Flakes. We all eat like three times the recommended serving size when it comes to cereal in cereal for sure, but mm -hmm. a lot of other things. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I will say, outside of uh, Frosted Flakes, I do love me some Cheerios. They got uh, a good ten to fifteen minute before sogginess, uh, and I love me some. Um, what is it the captain crunch not the one with the berries because that's too sweet for me just a general the ones that cut the top of your throat uh, yeah, with, with your gums those motherfuckers i love them all by themselves and that that lasts a good 20 minutes you wouldn't hear a funny story so i was smoking with i don't even know who i was smoking with someone i cared about i guess anyway i was like yo bro what if because we were eating captain crunch oops all berries and I was like, dude, what if we ate oops all crunches? And then his sister walked up and was like, oops all crunches? So Captain Crunch, motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck do you think Captain Crunch is? <laughs> nah, that's not it. Like Oh my god. <laughs> I'm weak. That was definitely a whole a whole high-end moment for you. Oh no. Definitely now I refer to Captain Crunch OG as Oops <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> that is clever. That was a real clever name though. I really like it. I like but that it. is hilarious. Like you mean Regular Captain Crunch, stop smoking. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, you high at that point. You way too high. Let's go ahead and give you another blunt because I need to know what other filler shit you're going to say because I'm here for it all. <laughs> I'm here for it all. <laughs> uh, I will say another one is um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch because it has a buttery taste to it. And I'm like, bitch, give me the butter. Um, but at the same time, I can't eat those frequently because after a while it's super sweet and I, I have an adversity to, to sweetness. So, like, yeah, I can't do those every weekend. 
But I think that's it. On buttery taste, by the way. Like as soon as you said it has a buttery taste, I was like, it does. Yes. I, I, I look, my taste buds be take uh, tasting a little bit of butteriness, and I'm like, oh, bitch, mm, what you doing? What you doing to my taste buds? You better be dancing, bitch. Oh, Fortis, you got any cereal for yourself that you like? To um, eat? Honestly, it's just cinnamon toast crunch, frosted wheat, and probably sometimes honey bunches of oats. Oh my god! So what you telling me is that I'm on on a panel with a bunch of honey bunches and oats, bitches? I cannot. I cannot. You just you just go ahead and try it. The thing about it is, you hating outsider club. And I you am. Need to try to get in. Get you a box I'm of honey bunches of oats. There's different kinds, different flavors. So you you know like you know just get your feet wet. I've tried the yogurt ones. Now that I think about it, I've tried the um, the ones that had the yogurt little chunks in it back in the day. I did not like those. I, the the yogurt really threw me off. <laughs> but I will I will give another uh, another one a try. But I don't remember honey bunches having yogurt the yogurt clusters. That sounds like the special K one. Mm-hmm. That's the only one oh, I know is that, that special K. Is it? Oh, well, mm-hmm. that might be what I had then. Mm. What the fuck y'all talking about? <laughs> cereal still. Yogurt, cereal still. We haven't gone into the um, dating competition shows because, you know, the cereal, the cereal discussion was very, it was a lot more important, to be honest. What cereal had yogurt, though? I, I think it was that it was Special K, that Special K fruit and yogurt cereal. I only know about it because I used to eat it. That's the only one that I know that has yogurt clusters. I don't remember a whole bunch of oats having it. Having it, maybe I'm wrong though. I, I still, I am still open to trying it still. So uh, I just needed to be one of those little, uh, you know, the old cereal things that you can get it uh, at school. I need one of those because I'm not going to spend the money on a box and not like it. So. <laughs> We're not doing that. Um, and also, just to put it out there, Trix is Trix is delicious. Not delicious, disgusting. That's what I meant to say. Not to say. We, we, I've tried them. They go from soggy like real quick, and then like it's not it's not where it's at. Wait, Fortis, you didn't speak up on that. Are you one of those soggy? You, you like your cereal soggy or not? Oh. Uh. I'm not gonna tell you no story. Whenever it gets soggy for me, I end up losing my appetite and I throw it out. Mm, he's a bougie bitch. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I throw mine out. I I do finish it, but I can't. Like something about it being too soggy is unappetizing. Like with with noodles, if my noodles, like if I have some ramen noodles and I put those in the microwave and they get too soggy, I can't eat them. I will literally like start to dry heave in the process of trying to eat the noodles. Uh, it might be some childhood trauma in that, but I, I like I need to work through that in therapy. But at the same time, it's still not tasty. It's not what it's not for me. I need mine not to have a crunch to it, but I need it to be a little bit of uh, a sturdy texture to it. Because if not, I'm not trying to fuck with it. Mm-mm. Okay. <clears throat> now that we talked about everything that's not really related to the episode, let's get into um, some dating competition shows. So who do we all watch or have watched at least one season of Love is Blind? Yes. 
No. I haven't. I'm the only one that's seen it. Oh my. I need y'all to. If, oh well, throwback to last episode. If you're the person that has the Netflix in your household, <laughs> I need you to watch at least season one of love is blind so essentially what the show's premise is is uh it gets people into having conversations with people be, um like behind a wall and um the purpose is that you need to fall in love with the people but based off of the conversation um versus their appearances so it's um the purpose of the show is to see if love if love is really blind so um you having these in-depth conversations you talking you you know becoming more vulnerable with these other people telling them about your past tell them about your excuse me your wants and desires and all the great things and then after you're like oh i want to propose to this person i love them so much i want to see who they are i want to love on them and be with them and embrace them all the great things the one person proposed to the other person and once they accept uh, i guess it's the next day a couple hours after the proposal they then meet up there's like a, a quick reveal and they either warm embrace and love on each other and accept the proposal or they reject the person because they're not physically attracted to them and that's the end of that relationship but you know the beginning for the other ones that accept their proposal and then after that their relationships transition to being a little bit more physical you get to cuddle with your partner i think a lot of them engage in sex with their partners and all these other things because adults are going to do adult things and then they uh experience what it's like to live in a real world together live in each other's homes all the great things and the goal is to see if they're married after i think 90 days or some shit like that and uh, at that point they either accept the marriage and you know move forward or they um just essentially be like no i'm not getting married to you at the altar so that's the premise of the show do either you think that there's a space for queer people in that kind of environment yes or no and what's your rationale for your perspective i would say <clears throat> for lesbians for sure like they already do that shit especially ones that meet like online or in a chat room or some shit so i think it would be most successful with lesbians as far as like gays or trans couples i don't know like it could be kind of traumatic um mm. is kind of a known stereotype or assumption that gay guys are incredibly vain um so that whole getting to know you behind the wall and then i see you and it's like next like you know that could be traumatic for the receiver and overall somewhat damaging to the community in a sense mm. and then of course with like intersex and trans people gender non-conforming individuals it's kind of, I would see it as like a 50-50 success rate. Like, could go really well, could go absolutely horribly, could meet somewhere in the middle. So mm. I think those are, in my opinion, the demographics that would and wouldn't work. Mm. Fair. <clears throat> oh, is that you, Fortis? What happened? Oh, I thought you said uh, you agreed. <laughs> oh, no, I did agree. Oh, I know I agree with Adrian's statement. Mm. Um, Nicole or Fortis, do either of you have anything that y'all want to add on that? 
Cool. Um, um, well, actually, yeah, just like real quick. I mean, no, because I agree with everything Adrian's saying. One thing I was thinking about, though, is do you think that the for the other groups as far as like the non-binary and gender non-conforming, for the, for the percentage that you think could go wrong, do you think some of the reasons that it could go wrong is because of the same kind of tra trauma that you could potentially see if it was uh, just gays on it? <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And it's and even a different, you know, level uniquely to them in their experience. Mm -hmm. For instance, like if you have, you know, pre-op versus post-op or, you know, someone who is just accepting that, you know, they may be multiple genders or non-gendered or whatever, but someone's further along in that journey, you know, there's a there's a not intelligence gap, but there's a comfortability or acceptance gap that provides its own stresses and, and traumas should it become an issue. So <clears throat> yes, partially some of what would happen if it was just the gays, but also something uniquely to their situation too. Yeah, I agree. Like <clears throat> I will say, um, like yeah, I've met some um, gay men who uh, and bi men who are like amazing uh, and don't necessarily fall under that spectrum of being vain. But I've also met a lot more who are just vain and just look into the physical appearance or just the outside rather than digging deeper. So I do see the flaw of trying to engage with um, just gay men in that aspect and i also because one of the things that the show does is that they split people up into separate like quadrants or rooms and the way that they split people up are like those who are men versus those who are women and i'm thinking about how do they break that up in terms of if they it were to just be single gendered people who were to engage in trying to like romance each other and find those relationships and get married um because they have the opportunity to engage with other people within the same space because you have like the you know queer people in room one and queer people well gay men in room one gay men in room two or um get uh lesbian women room one lesbian women room too so they have the opportunity to build these relationships within that so i'm w wondering is if they were to do that are they going to like break it down between tops bottoms or <laughs> um dom subs or uh, like make that the trope of how they split people up and how they engage with each other but even at that you still have top top relationships bottom bottom relationships and whatever variety that you see within that so I think like if they were to engage with uh, queer people to have this show, I only see it truly working out for a lot of lesbian couples um, because <clears throat> from what I've hear, uh, what I've heard, because of course I have not ever been a lesbian in my life. Um, <laughs> I just don't have the, uh, the equipment for that. Um, but from what I've heard from a lot of uh, lesbian friends is that you have a lot more forthcoming conversations um, versus what I've experienced uh, engaging with other bi men 
women or um, gay men or queer men. Uh, I don't have that same level of conversation that I've, I might experience with uh, someone who may be of the uh, feminine persuasion or female or woman. So I don't see the gay version of love is buying going super far because there are those uh implicit biases that are held within the queer community well within the gay community that needs to be addressed and a lot of that is affirming um bodily um like body image so uh, i think that will be one of the things that really just makes the season itself seem extremely extremely vanity driven and toxic in a way agree so if if there were to be some kind of show um that was like dating competition related um how how would you describe the look of that show what would you like to see from it in what way like um the the cast or even how they interact with each other how they meet each other or like you know like you have the flavor of love um, dynamic you have the um i guess love is blind dynamic you have the bachelor well which is essentially the flavor of love dynamic too but you know that kind of uh, thing is it going to be more so like blind dates if that will be the better option um to help people have these conversations and meet their partners and stuff like that i think the blind date one is actually a pretty good idea because i mean isn't that <laughs> isn't that what a lot of people do anyway essentially you're meeting a whole stranger mm. that's that's fair that's fair or like a speed dating I would rather speed dating than blind date. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, like I know, like for me, I will prefer seeing something more of like the bachelorette, bachelor, or you know, flavor of love kind of dynamic where you're with these people on a regular basis and you get to know them for the, who they are as a person rather than what they look like or what the history is you know all those other things you can actually have um in-depth conversations with these people versus just going off of the full frontal image of who they are because they just came into your um perspective but i also think it, uh in order to have a show that is fully representative of different communities is to ensure that the persons who's involved in that are very open to a diverse group meaning uh interested in more than just a specific race or a specific body type a specific gendered expression or even uh um, educational background like I know like for for myself like if I were to be on a show I know that I'll be interested in a, a wide range of people based off of their um, gender identity or even how they physically look um, because I care about the character more than I care about the looks overall but 
me myself, I'm not everybody. So I think that's one of the things that they have to look into. Uh, is this person going to provide uh, open space and how they have these conversation or when it comes to when they have their meetings, because I'm going off of the flavor love look, uh, the show framework, when they have their conversations about <clears throat> you know, their one off camera interaction with, you know, the world. Are they talking about, oh yeah, I wasn't interested in this person because look, they look hideous. I don't like that or um, their breath stank or whatever the case is, you know, rather than giving them the benefit of the doubt or, or exploring their character, we're just listing uh, certain features about them that we just don't appreciate, which furthers the notion that, oh, because this person looks a certain way, I don't need them. Yeah, that's a good point. Or you could just get a show that has a few different layers to it. Something like there's a competition aspect, but also like a speed dating aspect or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the, I don't know all the features, but something like that could be fun so that they've got at least a little bit of a little bit of everything you know the getting getting the quality time um and really getting to know but also the getting to know somebody and you're still in a competition with some people but mm -hmm. at the same time like some i don't know healthy options mixed with a little bit of competition mm -hmm. i think the, the one show that would translate completely from the hetero world to the lgbtq IA plus LMNOP the alphabeters <laughs> yes um would be uh Love Island mm. so you know it's not really it's based on gender but it isn't essentially it's you coupling up with somebody you know that you vibe with and then temptations keep being introduced and towards the end we see who's still coupled up and America votes and as well as the island votes on who you know wins and they get like money or whatever but the reason that show can perpetuate itself is because the goal is to basically make monogamy shine through so like the only way the only thing that probably would be under attack in translating that show to the queer community would be polyamory standards like if you are poly, you will not make it on there. You have to be monogamous to win, which is kind of mean, kind of fucked up. I mean, I, I'm i monogamous in relationships, but outside of relationships, I do whatever I feel like doing. So I don't really have a dog in that fight. But I said I'd to say, otherwise, it would translate pretty well because you pick your partner and then, okay, people come in, you get to vibe and meet those people. You decide you still want to link with your partner. You make it through that group. Then some more come. You make it through that group. They get progressively hotter. You know, it's a whole thing. It's all about <laughs> temptation and monogamy. That's who wins. So this 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 brings up a question. And I, I, I would love everybody's perspective on this one. Do you feel as though having a monetary compensation for the quality of your relationship beneficial for the longevity of that relationship like does it mean like because at the end of the day you will be rewarded with some money does that mean that the people who are in that relationship will you know continue on or after that or was it all just for the money 
um, if it were me and in that situation, I feel that no, like having a monetary or basically I feel that having a monetary prize is going to be ultimately detrimental to the longevity of that relationship mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, you know, we could be competitive people and say, hey, we're going to link up so we can win this shit and go our separate ways. And we can provide the most amazing show. Motherfuckers will think that we're going to live happily ever after. And we cash those checks and it's like, see you, motherfucker. And like, that's it. <laughs> and again, you know, just as, that, just as that outcome is possible, is another outcome possible where, you know, we do start out trying to win that shit, but then fuck around and catch feelings for each other. And now we got the money and we got each other. And this shit might just be something, right? Until the money is up. And then I realized how right. lonely you are when you chew. Or oh, I hate the way <laughs> you fucking blink in the morning. Like everything about you is pissing me off. <laughs> there's, no, there's no money. We spent that. Now I'm just stuck with your ass. Whoa. I want out. You know, I feel like if you're going to fall in love with somebody, there should not be a monetary game. One way or the other. You shouldn't go broke falling in love either. But you also mm. shouldn't have game falling in love because that cheapens the thing that you found i want a shorty to love me and vibe with me no matter if i got a million on me or if i got negative money on me Mm. like i want her to still pucker up (laughs) regardless of my financial contributions okay i'll be honest for myself that negative it has a it has a value for how much i can love you but then again i got student loans so i can't really be speaking on anything so because <laughs> those things fat so touche touche uh for tease, nicole no i'm good what about you for tease? you got any uh uh anything that you'll add about uh if the monetary monetary means impact the relationship i mean i can't even add anything to that because honestly i'm picking back off what adrian said because of those scenarios mm-hmm. monetary like the monetary aspect of it will be very adverse to the situation for the people and especially for the quality of the relationship itself and also you got it depends on the person's level of maturity and how self-actualized they are if they're able to put, um, you know, put forth the effort in trying to prioritize the relationship itself instead of the money itself, so it all depends on the circumstances. So I, I, I have two shows that um, immediately came to mind related to like the monetary uh, contributions that uh, one may get for being in a relationship. The first one is Too Hot to Handle. Great show, love it. But like the premise of the show, I'm just like, it's not making any sense. Uh, So essentially for that show, they get a lot of super attractive people onto an island under the premise that, oh, this is going to be the island where you just engage in sex with people. And again, if I'm being invited to an island for having sex with people, I'm going to fuck the first night <laughs> within the first hour of being there because, bitch, this is what we're doing here. So on top of that, knowing this aspect of myself, it always gives me, um, they're just advertising this. People know exactly why they're there. But anyways, um, but they shift the the um, mode of the, um, cop, the, the show towards building relationships with these other attractive people that's on, stuck on this island too. And um, 
the more people like engage in like kissing heavy petting and all this other stuff that docks the amount of that like deducts the amount of money that these couples uh whoever wins the the favorite couple um whatever they win they get less money at the end of the um the experiment i guess and i really think that because there's that money attached to especially on that show that the relationships themselves <clears throat> don't really have any uh, substantial ground to like move forward because the motivations of building these connections are all rooted in the prize money that you win at the end of the show is all rooted in oh i finally get the opportunity because i proven to the ai system that we do have a genuine connection now we can go off to this room and hook up or whatever and like explore these sexual activities or even explore like the physical connection without having sex or what have you but like <clears throat> it doesn't really seem as though the relationships themselves are geared towards lasting but i will say in the defense of too hot to handle that they it the show provides resources to the people who are participating that means they either having like manliness um coaching of like what it means to like engage in toxic masculinity and embracing uh, masculinity in a different way uh, it also talks about relationship building femininity and all this other stuff and like you know having a stronger sense of self having um building brotherhood with other people wait i'm talking about the wrong show Wait, no, no. They do a little bit of that in um, Too Hot to Handle. Not too much. The other show, Fuckboy Islands. There we go. Actually, no, no. Too Hot to Handle does do that. They do that. But the show, uh, Fuckboy Island, on the other hand, at the end of the show, it also has that monetary thing related to it. So, like, the um, they're on this island with fuckboys and um, good dudes. And the premise of the show is to figure out, so if, if y'all haven't realized yet, I watch a lot of relationship reality TV, so forgive me. So um, <laughs> the premise of this show is that you have to choose the good guys versus the fuckboys. And um, there's a lot of fuckboys on these islands. So I, let me just be clear and they are very attractive fuckboys. And yes, I would have, like, if I were stuck on this island, I would have been hooking up on, with, like, the majority of the fuckboys and the good dudes because, like, <laughs> you want to deny me? <laughs> the fuck you mean? We're fucking. Anyways, but... <laughs> <laughs> the premise of the show is to figure out um do good guys last in the end so some of the fuckboys they go on the show knowing that there's a monetary compensation compensation at the end of the show so they have to woo the persons the uh, women who select them at the end they have to woo them and if they like properly woo them they have the decision to share the money or take all the money with them uh, for themselves. And if not, uh, if they somehow change in the process and become like a good dude and want to be be a good dude going forward, that's when they um, share the money. But the good dudes that's on the show, their main concern is just finding love.
so like shows like that I don't know it just whenever there's the monetary attachment to these relationships it just all seems so phony it just it doesn't seem like these things will last what was that Nicole no I said I could I could feel that I can understand that because you're just like are you just doing all this shit just for the money like are you truly going from the things that you that you learned or that you got from this mm-hmm. um or that you pretended to I guess are you going to actually use this after you win or you know or even lose you know you might be sorry after that and be like fuck all the shit I just learned and not use that information that you know is a benefit to you so I get it I I definitely recommend watching those shows. They're all on HBO, and HBO is not paying me a motherfucking dime. <laughs> HBO, contact the motherfucker. Like I'm, I'm I'm sending people your way, so send me a little something, something. Okay, that's all I'm asking. Give me at least give me free service. out here. Look, give me free access to the content because Chewing Gum is on HBO, and I still want to go back and rewatch the show. Okay, all of Michaela Cole's shit is on HBO. Well, the majority of uh, Michaela Cole's content is on HBO. Give me free access so I can support that woman because I love her content. I love her writing. Okay, okay, HBO, find a motherfucker. Thank you. (laughs) So, um something else that this is something that somebody suggested that we talk about in relation to dating competition shows for queer people is creating space for exploring bisexuality the only dating show that i know of that um came out for somebody who was bisexual was the it's kind of like the flavor of love but it was for this person i don't know what the hell they did or what field they were in and i'm only using they because i don't know tila tequila's like pronouns today so it was a show for te- uh, tequila tequila tila tequila I forgot. tequila yes and they were like bisexual so you have men women and this person's just engaging with finding love with the other, like whatever the aspects of their identity is and i think well i feel as though actually i know there's a huge lack of representation of bisexuality in a lot of these dating competition shows so how do y'all feel about that as well as how can we actively create space for bisexual um uh, bisexuality within the dating environment I feel like that's hard I mean the biggest thing that I think of um is you know that layer of honesty number one if you're going to have people who are bisexual on any kind of show Mm -hmm. um with being honest and you know asking asking that question like even before we go on do you even understand what that means because there's still such a huge misunderstanding or you know gray area of incorrect information that's out there people don't truly understand what bisexuality means or can mean so um there's that but um something i was thinking about as you were saying that was like being able to dang i'm trying to figure out how to phrase it because <laughs> it, it sounds kind of crazy because it's a little bit all over the place but i don't know i just for sure thinking about just being just being honest in that but um oh now i remember so remember how we spoke before about um the about how like heteronormative um 
behaviors mm -hmm. in the community, especially like on dating shows and things like that, how how that could be something that people are doing to, um, like they're just acting that way just to make others feel comfortable to watch the content. Mm -hmm. I feel like there may, might be a level of that as to why we don't, we don't see bisexual people on dating shows that might be geared more towards or could be geared more towards um, to people who are in the LGBTQ plus community. Like it's, it's one of those like, well, we'll leave the bias out because people know gay and lesbian and maybe a little bit of something else, but we'll leave the bisexuals out because of whatever reason, because of that misunderstanding or because of that misconception. They're so, so confusing. Right. <laughs> so we're not going to tackle that at all. We're not going to talk about it. So it just leaves out a whole another group of people, unfortunately, even though they're supposed to be watching something that's made for them, quote unquote. Mm. Meanwhile, they're, mis they're not even represented. I feel like even with like the you know approaching that heteronormative space i think like when it comes to bisexuality like even when it came to tila tequila's show it was um the conversations i was hearing about it uh at that age oh this was such a long time ago oh my god uh, but even at that age i think i was in high school people um, were engaging in that as oh we're watching somebody select what gender that they're attracted to rather than accepting that oh this person is actually uh, attracted to both but it's all about like when when it comes to being and experienced bisexuality you have to make a choice within which gendered expression that you uh, you agree with or that you accept for yourself meaning oh t um she or they decided to go with a female that means oh lesbian clock that i knew it was going to be a lesbian i knew it all along or uh, 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 uh they select a, a male i knew they were straight i just knew it but because rather than like in a sense the, i feel as though the reason why we don't have a lot of more bisexual um experiences within these spaces it, it gives us an opportunity to participate in confirmation bias where oh they're they were strict the entire time and they just had a phase versus or oh they were um, gay or lesbian the entire time and they just had a phase with the other genders and whatever and now that they made their choice I fully understand that this is who they are. So we can just erase that bisexuality and just call them lesbian, call them straight, call them uh, whatever the case is other than bisexual because bisexuality is all about, oh, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know exactly what I'm experiencing. I just need, uh, or that person just needs to figure out which one they're more attracted to and keep it moving. Yep. Anybody else have anything that they want to add on that before I go into something a little bit uh, different? Mm -mm. So this next part is a personal attack on somebody. So um, this whoever suggested this topic, um, they were like they, they wanted us to engage in how dating shows seem to feed into our insecurities um 
meaning either like our insecure attachment styles or even how uh, it relates to how we perceive relationships or what we want or desired in relationships. So how do you feel personally about how dating shows uh, feed into insecurities? And I want to start off with Fortis, then we can go to Adrian, then end it up on Nicole. What was the question again? So how does dating shows uh, feed into insecurities? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Sometimes with dating shows, I think it's the level of projection that some people put on with other people. Some people put on a facade where they basically, you know, they try to emulate certain things that they're truly not. And I think sometimes with that being said, it doesn't really give that person a true, oh, damn. Sorry, my thoughts are all over the place. I'm kind of, I was kind of caught off guard. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Dang. Um, I think with the reality of TV shows in general, when it comes to dating, I think that how they feed into it is basically just based on the the castmates. What I mean by castmates, it depends on the production team's perception of what people, the cat, what viewers would like to see. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is some people, instead of some people like soul food, some people go for eye candy. That's a lot of emphasis on that. So sometimes with that being said, a lot of people don't put a lot of emphasis on the appearance side, on the appearance. So maybe sometimes when a viewer, some a viewer that does not maybe have high self-esteem may see this person on TV expressing themselves in a way that maybe something that they would like to express themselves as or they look a certain way it creates this thing where they probably have a distortion of what their reality is or what they feel so there's a lot of incongruence with that situation then also you got to look at the part of what restrictions do they experience as well because everything on reality tv just as adrian as nicole as you have said sometimes certain people like push a narrative so sometimes the production team does not emphasize the truth mm. so that's why i would say it probably would play into the both an image and also a person's level of thinking if that makes sense i don't know because i got caught off guard <laughs> you're good you're good um no i like this this reminds me of like how um like when it comes to feeding into the insecurities of others like some people like when you look at dating shows it gives you the acceptable people that you should be dating meaning that when you go out into this world you find a partner and this is the person that you need to engage in that they supposed to look this category they need to be like that and if you're not in that category you shouldn't be dating to begin with you should not be out here looking to find love because you're imperfect you're not at the standard of what you're supposed to be in terms of beauty you're too fat you're too skinny you're too um unconventional you're too uh queer you're too feminine you're too uh well there's never a um uh objection to being too masculine so let me not go into that but you're there is (laughs) what you said there is yeah all fems don't like studs so every now and then i'll catch one i'll be like damn you fine like (laughs) no thank you well, 
other than films who love films, I'm talking about like in terms of like dating shows and like that broader image that we um we we see on TV. Like the image of masculinity is like whatever, as long as they're masculine presenting, is supposed to be accepted. And if they're uh uh like exhibiting a certain behavior of masculinity too we're okay with it but as soon as it goes into uh hmm, you're a little bit weak you're a little bit feminine we're going to like downgrade that as not acceptable that's what i mean when i say there's no objection towards masculinity um but like we we i think it feeds into that image of like when like dating someone that's plus size is socially un, uh, unacceptable in a sense meaning uh, you have to be engaging with people who are quote unquote fit you have to be um, dating with somebody who is attractive who's not the ugmo in the room like if if they're the ugmo then we're not going to see that as a valid relationship like somebody settled here rather than um these people just had a strong uh connection with each other and they just love each other like i think about all the times i hear people um make the statement of how the fuck did they get that person like ew <laughs> like maybe that person just has a beautiful personality and they weren't looking at the outside um that you see and they saw the inner beauty and the outer beauty of this person because we all find different things attractive and rather than accepting that we want to judge that so i think um a lot of a lot of that uh like within dating shows you don't get to see those abnormal quote unquote um perspectives of the non-attractive beauty standard we don't get to see outside of the um euro eurocentric or societal definition of uh attractiveness because um uh, it's it's better to continue to push a certain look versus the like any person if they so choose and have the confidence can find love kind of narrative but anyways y'all's thoughts <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm lit. <laughs> nope, I'm I'm following you. No, I you like all of you guys make some really valid points. So I'm kind of like I don't even know if I have anything different to say to that because those are those are all good points. Really good, and you're right that not comfort not putting on TV like regular ass average ass people to date like you know it doesn't fulfilled the fantasy of what they're trying to show people on TV. Mm. So, yeah, people keep on looking at that like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I know that I'm beautiful. I know that I'm handsome. I know that I'm this, da, da, da. But when things don't work out, that's something that might eat at you. You're having a bad day. You're having a, a, a day where, you know, you're not, you know, you're not your most confident self or whatever and you can't just get, you know, fly past your day, you know, go through the day and it'd be okay. If you're just having a day that you're really down, that, that'll be something that potentially comes back up and you, you're sitting here seeing it, or it seems like everywhere you look, everywhere you go, you see all these, you know, quote, pretty people, these perfect people, mm -hmm. the desirable people, and you start to feel less about yourself. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, it's, it's real bad, but that's our society right now. Mm -hmm. Adrian, you got any comments? Um, no. 
<laughs> I was hoping you did because I have to, I was trying to come back to the thought that I just had. Y'all, I told y'all I'm lit. I cannot think properly right now. That wasn't enough time to come back to it. <laughs> it was not. It was not. I had a good question that I want to ask everybody, but it is completely gone right now. Oh my god. Oh my god. Taylor got it. <laughs> Look, Taylor got all the damn questions because oh my god. Um god. <laughs> um, I just ate some really good peaches. I was wondering what you were eating. I was like, I wonder if that's peaches or or the like pineapple or whatever. I'm they like, were that is peaches though. And they were bussing, bussing, like super bussing. Mm. <laughs> I love peaches. Oh, me too. <laughs> Most definitely a Georgia peach. Yes. Anyways, so um, I was definitely being like inappropriate when I said Georgia peach, just to let y'all know. Um, <laughs> I'm so sweet and juicy. <laughs> oh, not not Adrian said she's sweet and juices. Oh my god. Mm. I said Georgia peaches is. Oh, oh, I was like, mm. okay. I mean. <laughs> We'll leave that there. Exactly. <laughs> right. Hey. Right. Ooh, ooh. How sweet you is. Okay. Okay. I'm Let me. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. I I remember what I was going to say. Do y'all feel like there should be a space for addressing body dysmorphia within dating competition shows? Oh yeah. And, Go ahead, speak on it. Uh, Fortis, you came all the way out. Come on, Fortis. Right? I mean, yes, because I am passionate about that because I do sometimes suffer that myself. So I would say that that is a very important topic that I think they should address because unfortunately within Western society, Western society have this picture-perfect idea of how people should look. And I think that should be addressed more on TV shows because I think... You know, not trying to be, not trying to sound kind of superficial, but it will increase ratings. The reason why I would say that viewership, because it will have a lot of people relating to that person and creating that vulnerability that um, a lot of people need. Then it'll make it more acceptable for everyone to at least have that confidence and that ability to heal and then also to just be able to express their uniqueness and their beauty to other people. So that way, other people can just look past that superficial side of things. That's just my input. I think that's a dope point too. And something else I thought about was it would take away from it just being like that average as competition show type show. You would, like you said, increase your viewership because you've got more people who are actually able to relate. And then also um, because of that relation there, there might be rooting for one person or this specific person or these two people because of whatever their story is or them being able to relate to that person and they and they want a sense of like living vicariously like oh my god i have the same kind of issue or i look at myself the same way i could totally relate so at least one of us could win and it you know and then it could help with their own idea of if this person was able to win or you know, quote unquote, when if this person was able to overcome it or whatever the case is and be seen, maybe the same thing could happen to me. So, I mean, there, I think there's, you know, a few things that could happen with that also. But I agree though, like, there definitely needs to be that because everybody's out here with some unrealistic standards and all kinds of shit. If they see people who look more like them and 
see how things can change or be accepted, I think it could be helpful. Yup. We can't hear you, Vernon. Oh, shit. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I was I was doing some mixing over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm lit. All right. So one of the things that I uh, appreciate from season two of Love is Blind is because they actually had somebody on there who was experiencing some aspects of body dysmorphia. They didn't really... Um, I don't think, if I remember correctly, I don't think they commented on it directly as being such, but she mentioned how she used to be plus size, she lost weight and all these other things, and she also needed, like, validation from her partner that they were still attracted to her, that he was still feeling her and feeling confident in dating her and getting to know her and all this other stuff, that it was impacting the relationship, and I hate that this would have been a perfect time to just like, oh, let me go ahead and throw a little bit of therapy up in there to spice the connection and make this even stronger. Because it was like, if you look from the outside, you can see that the dude, he, he really did genuinely care for her and he did see her as um, beautiful. But at the same time, she's going through her own mental battles of dealing with this, dealing with not knowing for sure how, um, how much he loves her or how much he appreciates her body, regardless of what her size. And I thought that that provided a great opportunity to have these conversations that I believe the people of season two failed to address. Um, but like having more willingness to communicate about body dysmorphia to show that this is something that uh, shows up in a variety of different spectrums. It's not all about just, oh, um, this person happens to be trans and they're experiencing that because, you know, gender dysphoria also is linked with, um, you know, um, body dysmorphia and all these other things. But like to, to acknowledge that we all do experience this at some point, most definitely in the society that tells you that your body type is unbeautiful so that sometimes you might engage with somebody who needs that reassurance that you find them attractive, that they need that, even if they on six days out of the week, they find themselves beautiful, like they're amazing, that they are the shit, but day seven, sometimes they're just not there for themselves. And they need that reassurance that, hey, I found you attractive because of who you are and not because you look a certain way. They need that um, that affirmative language that I'm going to be there to support you regardless if you decide to eat a cheeseburger. Like, I would join you with eating that cheeseburger. Like, I want to be here because I love you and I care for you. And having space to have those conversations uh, is really needed to address some of the insecurities that people do have within their relationships. Um, and I think that will only better the viewership of these shows. It will also um, better the quality of relationships of other people because a lot of the times when I see these dating shows, specifically Love It's Blind, uh, I love the show solely because it does break the mold in a way um, by engaging in the context of a person, the character of the person um, before the physicality of the person. And it also shines a light on how superficial some people can be uh, when it comes to building these relationships. And it's a conversation that is needed uh, within society, within our own individual relationships, so we can identify what aspects of this person 
do I identify with and how are they moving through this? How are they developing through that so that they can build a healthy relationship? So, um, but that's my little tangent there. Anybody else who wants to speak on um, body dysmorphia and how that may relate into building relationships as it, um, like in terms of like these dating competition shows? Yep, we're all good. Okay, so the last topic of this episode, um, I may have some additional questions on this too, is the lack of representation of diverse body types in dating shows, which y'all got for me. There are no fatties, unless it's all fatties. Like, <clears throat> not to say fatties, I mean, where I'm reclaiming it. We love fatties. <laughs> I do, that's hilarious. And voluptuous. I've never and been thick. One and plus size. I'm sorry. It's the it's the table pour. I'm I'll be silent. He's not like <laughs> always have. No matter what size I am, I like me a full figured lady. Like it's just bones don't feel nice. So no offense to the bones. Like y'all had y'all place, y'all fun. I could love tossing you around, but I love I love a just mm, a warm woman. That's large. I right, anyway. <laughs> oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. It's always like either everybody's like super skinny or like you know conventionally attractive, or it's like all the the biggest heifers you can find anywhere type shit. And then even when they have like plus size competitions, they are not like. It's some fine ass big girls on this planet, man. Like that, like just mm. you, you just like you can't help but be like attracted to them. Like they are just mm, delicious, but they'll never be on TV, and I don't get it because they exist. But like it's like it's almost like a conspiracy of the beauty industry to be like, all right, big bitches, we are gonna let y'all shine a little bit, but don't get crazy. Like understand your place. It's still skinny bitches over everything. And it's just like, is it though? Niggas right. is a full-figured woman. Like, niggas is wanting to lay on something plush. We like plush mommies over here. Fupa, that's an invitation. Mm. Like, that ain't no, that ain't no, the food was. You too high to pull your pants down, let the thing hang out. So I'm gonna be down there. I'm gonna lay down. I'm, I might go to sleep in it. It is what it is. Like, you can't sleep on no bones. You could. But your neck gonna hurt. It's not ergonomic. So all I'm saying is bring up beautiful big bitches. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TikTok. Oh, <laughs> I should not be laughing this hard. Yo, I'm weak. Listen, Adrian out here. Preaching out here. Somebody give her a soapbox for real. Give her the mic because she out here preaching. Pass the collection plates. She preaches. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. You said what needed to be said, but what do we have to add on to that conversation? <laughs> I don't even know where we were anymore because I just got caught up in the sermon. <laughs> right. I felt seen for a second. I was like, bitch, right? no. Me too. I was like, hold on, did she tell me about me though? Are you first of all, are you talking about me or are you flirty? Like, which one is it? Because and then it, again, oh, back to the sermon. I was like, I got it. 
It's always, it's always both. It's always both. They allowed a burning. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> I didn't catch it when we were back in college, but I know today after having conversations with this hoe, it's always both. <laughs> that is funny. The flirtation is natural with this hoe. Uh, <laughs> but honestly like when adrian was talking i was thinking about uh natasha rothwell because i love that bitch because oh my god she's so beautiful oh my god like thickness on on fleet anyways but like i think about all these beautiful thick people that's out here in this world who's not getting the shine that they need just because they don't meet a certain standard like let's let's be real like even with natasha she is beauty like when i tell you like most of the times i watch insecure i was hoping that she would be in the motherfucking episode because she was forever letting you know y'all thick bitches ain't got nothing on me but at the same time we're friends just know that because i love you i respect you but i can still get the dick if i wanted to and i'm like bitch that's all that needs to be said that's all exactly like who I hope some edges was like put together on that. I hope you got the swoop to do on your edges on that. I just hope I hope you got it <laughs> laid good and flat. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But anyways, Nicole, what's your your um, perspective on like the lack of representation of diverse bodies in dating shows? No, I mean I agree mostly with what Adrian was saying. Um, I mean, there really, there really isn't. Anytime you do see any kind of body types that are outside of the, you know, real thin or just the super fit, it's usually just a show completely about nothing but plus size people. And, you know, and that's kind of wrong. I mean, okay, great. Give them a show for themselves and stuff like that. But that's not real life though. Like Mm. if you guys are trying to make something that seems more, um, more realistic, then do that as well as again like really making the most out of being diverse and inclusive in your representation you know why not capitalize on that in that way and in a way that people will be like oh i wonder what's going to have on the next show you're gonna have even more people like you're you're missing out on a whole niche a whole market of people because you're just sticking to this one standard when we all know that the the probability of you going out there and finding one of these people that look like these people on the show is actually a lot smaller than than they're trying to make it seem anyway so stop acting like people who are outside of what that looks like on dating shows are stop acting like they're unlovable or they're unattainable like they're people just like everybody else so get in there that part that part like I would love, I, I truly would love to see a lot of more um, big people representation out here in these streets because like we're we're not people that you need to just like act as though you're only attracted to <laughs> behind closed doors because look, we're beautiful out front, we're, we love ourselves, we are great people and I, I will admit some of us do not love each other, uh, ourselves because we're perpetually sent the messages that we should not 
be loving ourselves that loving ourselves is unworthy because it's outside of no outside of the norm and you don't fit the category of being deserving to love yourself that's that's real that's something that exists in this society that we live in but at the end of the day we should uh, aspire to be in a position where at the end of the day regardless of how you feel about yourself um i'm still beautiful I'm still great that the love that you see from me is something that's authentic that you yourself wish that you can have for your um for yourself so like let's be real um and I I I wish like I love seeing like content from Lizzo to be real because it's a reminder that outside of anything outside of the hate that um people send uh, Lizzo's way there's still that self-love that's important that there's still that acknowledgement that I'm deserving of whatever I need for myself that I don't have to settle for anything less than I can make the the mold for myself because bitch I don't fit that European standard mode. I don't fit the societal mode because bitch these thighs already told you that it does not go above that limit. So I'm going to build it myself because that's who the fuck we are. Uh, and I would love to see like even when we talk about diverse bodies, uh, ex- um, showing that love for people who may have like um, prosthetics or anything of that nature or any person who may have a disability because that's important too because they're they're beautiful people in these um these aspects of life as well and i i love that oranges is is the new black highlighted that one officer who had one leg and i was Mm -hmm. like i love that because it shows that regardless of who they are they're still a beautiful person because let's be real i would have fucked it too i would have been like hello how are you doing officer here here i am cuff me right now (laughs) because motherfucker was attractive like i'm here for it um judge don't judge me judge your mama for raising you that way okay judge your daddy for raising you that way if they raise you so we're not judging burning today that's the taylor port speaking and it said what it needed to say okay anyways back to this conversation fortis what is your perspective as it relates to um diverse body types in dating shows or what the lack of diverse body types or what representation of diverse body types in dating shows I really can't add on anything else because I do I do feel like I agree with you all because they have to be more representation for different body types. But once again, you still have this um, norm that the regular, the you know, the eye candy people, you know, I call them eye candy people simply because they have this ideal physique that everybody tries to um, follow up most times. So I really can't add on anything to it, but all I can say is I hope that there will be someone or a group of people will actually have the courage to actually put that more on television so they can actually be able to be amongst people who are like skinny and all that because i do agree like with sometimes if they do separate plus size people that's not really them being inclusive that is not really being inclusive being inclusive truly inclusive when you put everybody of different shapes and sizes in one group in one category so that way they get an equal opportunity to actually express themselves and actually be able to show what they got to bring to the table because everybody just because you're a skinny person that does not necessarily mean you're gonna bring everything to the table mm. i'm sorry to say that mm. yes. so with that being said 
I think a lot of people need to open their eyes and like, you know, smell the coffee or whatever they need to smell or to get a bigger picture here. So I do agree with everyone on this note. Now, um, so going off of body types, because I know that we uh, like in, in the discussion of different uh, body forms and whatnot, it often goes into like the the plus size perspective but i will also add that there is an additional perspective most definitely when we think about the societal norms of what people look at and i think for yourself or thesis will be something that is um you will have commentary on and that is like when it comes to people of a, sh a shorter stature too when people who are short are seen as being less masculine or less deserving of love because i've been seeing a lot of reports of people who are going off to spend like thousands of dollars just to get taller because their partners is of uh, the people that they're interested in are only attracted to tall men or tall um, people and i don't like that concept at all because look if you love me you love me for me but like how do you feel about the lack of representation of um shorter statured people as it relates to finding love and just the valid um, validation of their existence that regardless of how tall I am I'm still a man, I'm still masculine or I'm still deserving of love how do you feel about that? I agree with that, I think unfortunately a society as a whole for some odd reason, not everybody but they have this thing with short people they feel like just because you're short you have to overcompensate I do hate that because sometimes I do feel like I have to overcompensate for certain things and that shouldn't be the case and I do think they need to incorporate more people that are shorter in stature because I think it's just only fair. I don't think, you know, it's a fair um, trade when you have people who are taller. But, you know, you have tall people who are very feminine and there's nothing wrong with that. But my thing is be very inclusive of everybody because short people got a lot to bring to the table as well. Like they say, small things come with big packages or whatever. I don't know if I said it backwards, but whatever, same difference. That's Point it. is, you <laughs> So that's how I feel about that. So I do agree with you. They have to do better with that because unfortunately they have this thing where masculinity has to be tall. You have to be well-defined with muscles and all that. Mm. And shoot, you know, I don't need all those damn requirements, but it's okay. <laughs> and um, the thing I'm going to add before I go into the other panelists on this conversation, look, if you find yourself out there feeling, uh, you know, um you like to take down trees and whatever um vernon is a tree that is open to being taken down you know i'm just going to say that this is teleport speaking and we're going to accept that for what it is um shut up adrian because i know where your mind is going but um this is a tree that exists to be like chop a motherfucker down okay anyway so Nicole, how do you feel about that conversation? Not what I just I said. I was gonna say, I think Taylor's really loud right now. And loud as fuck, bitch. You know, <laughs> you're taking over the show right now. I'm just saying. Taylor said, I'm here and I'm going to enjoy while I'm here. Because nobody, nobody asked you, Taylor. You just decided to be out here and be like, I'm gonna be seen today, as if we haven't been seeing you. Go okay. Ruthless. Okay. Ruthless. <laughs> look i have some people that has been hitting me up and i'm just like we shall see how this goes but on a different note well, nicole <laughs> um that aside i i agree with fortis on that though like there's there's just so much um 
how do I want to put this? Uh, I don't know. I'm sidetracked that. But I still agree with what Fortis is saying, though, because like this whole having to overcompensate for or feeling like you have to overcompensate instead of just being able to be your whole self, really, and just be accepted for who you are, because it isn't always about it isn't always about height. It isn't always about looks and all this other kind of stuff like just, you know, why can't why can't people just like people for who they are? Why does it have to be, you know, this label, this box, this this certain standard that's not even realistic to begin with you know so yeah I think it's I think it's wrong I think it's kind of crazy but yeah I don't have anything else short zaddy what's up Adrian you know that was you (laughs) everybody on this damn panel is taller than you I'm just gonna let that be known (laughs) don't do her like this I isn't out there but what do I always say we are the same height laying down. And that's all that matters. But are we? You will be. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Straight for the knees, Vernon. Straight for the knees. It's straight up tropic camera. Caribbean sunset. <laughs> this is not an ad. Anyway, <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? You said we the same size when we all laying down. That's what Taylor remembers. <laughs> but that can't be the question for the show. <laughs> oh, it, uh, so ooh, I might need help on this, but hold up. Follow, like, go backtrack, Vernon, backtrack, backtrack. Okay, so essentially... Uh, we were talking about, you know, people of the shorter stature and how, you know, society may see uh, individuals being less than men and all these other things. And just like the lack of representation of uh, shorter individuals finding love and also the uh, how some people feel as though they need to change their height in order just to find love. So something within that is what we were talking about. Uh, I check it. I'm not finna try to grow for love because if it ain't happened by now, it's not gonna happen. I don't want to manipulate my bones. I need these niggas for at least another seventy years. Mm. So like, I'm gonna let them be how they is. Also, um, being short actually does demasculize, demasculatize you. Demasculate, emasculate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, college. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. Should we bring up the word that you brought up last nope. episode? Like, uh, <laughs> because you know my nigga too. <laughs> Just because you don't know one word, that doesn't. Man. <laughs> okay. I could have got that out the back of a Cheerio box. You don't know. Now you know damn well Cheerio <laughs> is not ca- being like, hold, oh, hold up, how are a you? Little calendar, today? <laughs> a little calendar with all the words of the day and shit. Yeah, I mean, even if you did, at least you putting them to good use. <laughs> Oh, but it does. Like, as a masculine presenting individual, like, whenever some girls, when we meet, they're just like, oh, you're so short. And I'm just like, yes. But then, like, something will happen where, but like, before, like, yeah, I lose points for being short, but then, like, I do some super strong shit. And then those points I lost for being short go up more for being strong. So it's like, they overlook the fact that I'm shorter than them because when I'm when they're with me, 
they feel a level of safety that they don't feel with nobody else. So it's like, I'm short in real life, but I'm tall in their mind. And it's like, you can't always make that connection with everybody though. So a lot of times, yeah, you do definitely lose points for being short, which is so fucked up. But I love the girls that's just like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Like, you cute, that's it. I'm just like, yes, thank you. And honestly, I feel like that's all that really does need to matter. Like, if you find me attractive, that's that's it. Like, we should not have to go into a space where we have to define why we find a certain person attractive. It shouldn't be like, oh, because you have this certain educational background, this certain look, this certain height, this certain skin tone, all these other shit. Like, I am not a product. I may present myself as a product because, you know, branding and all these other things, but I'm still a human at the end of the day. And with that comes like false, uh, like it, it comes flaws. It comes with like different identity. It comes with different perspectives. It comes with different ideology. It comes with growth. It comes with different understanding. Like if you cannot appreciate that, then you don't need to be here. You don't need to be with me because why? Like, I don't, you don't have to be like, oh, I find you attractive for a black man. I'll, I find you attractive for a big person. If you have to say that, if you have to qualify the attractiveness, um, my attractiveness on certain, something completely outside of who I am or outside of just my character, then what's the purpose of like going further into getting to know you? Because clearly there's, you're only engaging with me and my attractiveness on some superficial shit rather than the character uh, characterized version of it rather than the conversation i'm having with you so yeah but anyways um the tailor is interrupting a lot of things in this broadcast so i'm trying to decipher some things uh, yes <laughs> don't judge me <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, um, how, 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 I don't know, how thou brown cow. Um, anyways, I'm lit. Please. How are y'all feeling? <laughs> I mean, you know, I think we all on a certain level right now. Earth ain't it. <laughs> So. I'm on a, a, a level that I'm not typically on and I like it for myself that I'm here um, now I have to figure out what the fuck am I going to do for the live recording that we're going to have Nicole oh my god yeah because do we want you this gone or you know. I can't be this gone because I'm not going to remember what what the, what the fuck we're talking about True, because you know how you be bringing up questions and not writing them shits down. You just be holding on until people stop talking and you forget. Like, for real. Are we live right now? It says recording. We are recording, but, you know, it's a little bit different. We're not, like, exposed to, like, outside people right now. Granted, I did get... Like somebody random, like, followed me on, followed me on Instagram, and they're very cute, and... um not to say that I'm going to engage in that in terms of building anything, but I'm enjoying the attention. They're very cute. We love that for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like attention, but then I also get overwhelmed. So then it's just the bad. Yeah. 
overwhelmed. <laughs> let's let's go ahead. Let's unpack. We're here now. That's a that's a different session. That's a different session. We are here now. <laughs> but to answer your original question, Adrian, no, we're not live right now. He just will, you know, record this and go back and edit and all that good stuff. So no, we're not yeah, live. No damn well, I don't edit anything. He will. Oh, okay. I mean, I, up on purpose and he still won't take it out. <laughs> I will literally shorten the breaks in like the conversation just so that everything is flowing properly. But I'm not going to take out any like actual things, like any actual content because like low-key, because I like do the breaks in, like like shorten the things um, without listening to the episode. So when I go back and listen to it, I'm like, okay, so what is actually going to be related in this section of the episode towards a later portion of the episode? And I'm not going to go back and redo, like, go back and be like, okay, let me take this completely out. Uh, no, no. Mm. And I know Adrian had her moments of like, oh, you, you going to take this out? And I'm just like, no, because she knows I'm not. Laziness. He would actually make it the fucking title, and I'd just be ashamed (laughs) every time it uploaded. If you do not get over this booty palm situation, (laughs) that was the best title of any fucking episode, and I'm definitely going to enter that episode into like some award show next year for the purposes of. Do y'all know about booty palm? If not, let's talk about it. The Hall of Fame episodes. Listen, listen. <laughs> the best of Holiloquy. The best of. <sighs> All right. So that we can go ahead and wrap up everything and I can figure out what the fuck these other people are on. Does anybody, don't be looking at me like that, Adrian. <laughs> like what? I feel. I feel like snacked on a little bit. Snacked on? Like I'm eating you? Ooh, are you? Do you want to? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Nicole, don't mind us. Do not, do not mind. Fucking I'm good. You can watch. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, right? Wait, aren't you going to be on next week too? What? Because mm. we. Adrian, you remember I'm coming to your apartment next weekend. Yes. And we will be recording for like the other episodes for November. Yeah. And I don't know for sure. Nicole, are you here for next weekend or not? I don't I don't think so. I don't think that's what you uh booked me for. If you don't want me, that's fine. I someone else will want me. Still gasped for some reason. I don't know if it's the tailor and I'm just like in my in my feelings or you're actively gaslighting me right now. I don't know which one is the case because I'm a little bit like over. No, I, no, I'm actively <laughs> I'm actively fucking with you. Um no, I'm not I'm not next week. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I think you're done with me right now until I September. Never, I would never be done with you. Or September. I, until whatever, it's much now, whatever. Oh, we do have that thing with Wesley in September. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is calling me? And then we have our um our episode, the sex coach episode. We do have that. Yeah. Uh, Which, technically speaking, that episode will air before this one. Mm. Mm -hmm. Look at that. 
Um, so I'm let's go ahead and wrap everything up because I don't know who the fuck is calling me right now because I don't recognize his number and I hope it's nobody that's looking for a ride because bitch you stranded at this point because I cannot drive. Um, <laughs> I thought there- it was somebody that you were that you were talking to whilst doing the show. That's what I thought it was, but you know what? Let me mind my business. Mm-mm. I don't know who the hell this is. We'll figure it out. Um. But anyways, does anybody else have any last words that they would like to share with the audience before I close everything out? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, that's a note from everybody. And uh, I think I'm going to have to like give myself a, a, a space to pray so I can absolve myself of my sins today. Look, I've been doing some very, very bad things this weekend. Okay. I need to be absolved. And I need some hands to be laid upon me. See, it was good for a second, right? And then that and that rift went straight up left. <laughs> we're 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 in the fields at this point. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, so I'm going to like backtrack all my wholeness and be great, okay? Without any judgment from Nicole and or Adrian and or uh, Fortis today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, I do want to say thank you all so much for coming on to the podcast. You know, I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Now to my wonderful and beautiful audience, because first and foremost, let y'all know we will be going on break because this is airing in November. And after, like, look, December, I'm not giving y'all any kind of content. I'm not giving you content in January. I'm not giving you content in February. I'll catch y'all in um, March, whatever that first Wednesday and or Saturday. I think it's the first Saturday. That's when the podcast will be coming back because a nigga will be on break thank you so much we will be here for season three season four is going to be a break for myself as i get my life together so <clears throat> with that said thank you all so much for listening to the holy liquid podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality and just in case no one else told you this today you are beautiful you are worthy of happiness and joy i'm on that teleport yes lord you are enough and then some you are <laughs> you may not live up to the expectations of others but that is definitely okay you are only required to walk in your own shoes now remember keep this with yourself may each day you live lead you towards abundance with that said i love you all and i'll see you all next episode bye Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.